Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used or just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. This is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. Almost here, round the corner, future technology. And today I have Roland Menier, uh, CEO and founder of Leopoly.com. It's L-E-O-P-O-L-Y.com. How you doing, Roland? Welcome. Hi, thank you. How are you? Good. I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I think this will be very interesting. So uh, I see that... Um, it looks like you do a combination of 3D printing and there's some virtual reality elements uh, to what you do. Can you explain to listeners, you know, in a nutshell, easy to understand, what, what is it that Leopoly does? Yeah, so our elements provide uh, the easiest way to create or customize any kind of uh, 3D content that can be also 3D printed. So, you know, what's happening today is that uh, uh, we are getting into a new digital world. And uh, one of the next steps uh, is about products that surround us. So we have seen what happened with photography, the book or the music industry. Everything got digital. And the same is happening today with all the products around us, thanks to 3D scanning and printing technologies. So we basically provide an interface and a software enabling both companies and just individuals to create or customize any kind of uh, 3D object that can be 3D printed. Okay, what, what does your interface look and feel like for a user? What would a user experience, you know, literally, if you're trying to use it? So you can either start creating something from scratch, and then it, it really resembles to a Photoshop-like experience, or you just open an already existing 3D model, a template, uh, and it's pretty much... Uh, resonates to uh, like Instagram-like apps. So it's so easy to edit a 3D object or a today and just editing your photos with Instagram. How do people interact? Are they using a, um, a laptop to do it or are they putting on like virtual reality goggles to literally be immersed in a 3D creation experience? Yeah, so today uh, you can uh, use Leopoly uh, just using your, your laptop or tablet uh, because it runs in a browser. You don't even need to download anything. It's directly available on the Internet. Huh. At the same time, you can also download it uh, from the Steam um, for HTC Vive virtual reality device. And what is in the near future coming is uh, that we are going to use the very latest technology of web VR. So from the browser, you'll be able to open and create uh, with a virtual reality device any kind of object which can be sent to a 3D printer. Huh. That's crazy. Well, yeah, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> when, you're in the, uh, when you put on the HTC goggles, are you using your hands to draw an object or are you using like a VR pen or how do you, what does it look like in there? Yes, we call them controllers. So it's like a pen uh, that is connected to the, um, uh, to the goggles. So it helps you. It's like having in your hands um, 
any kind of remote controller. Uh, H2C comes with this kind of controller, uh, and so do actually the other uh, VR devices. Huh. When people yeah, when people use it, are they um, writing on a desk or are they writing in the air or what? What leads to the best models? Yeah, so if you talk about the virtual space, uh, it's really, uh, there are two ways. Uh, the first is you, you just provide a, a table or a desk on which you can draw something or just create something. Or if you have an existing model, it can be placed on a table. But you can also have a very free creation experience. So you can basically step into a virtual casting laboratory. So you can basically create in a virtual space without any physical attribute. So it's really, it's, it's a real like environment. Just uh, everything is just digital. Uh, but we are actually very good at just bringing back the same kind of solution as you were in a sculpting um, lab. Wow, that's amazing. How, how good is the quality of the HTC Vive and what's the resolution and you know, how do users feel when they're uh, creating in that experience? So this is what we have been waiting for actually. So we also had as a prototype uh, in a few years back uh, our own VR devices, but the quality uh, was not good enough. And, and you know, you could feel the deepness and all sorts of things. And with the latest uh, VR devices, including Oculus and HTC, but also others are coming, uh, you don't feel any of these things, and you can have uh, like a pretty decent experience. Hmm. That's amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's already there. Do you do you help people to get started with models by, let's say, 3D scanning an object and then importing it into the virtual reality world? Where do people start from scratch usually? So uh, most of the so we there are three ways to start. You either import something um, uh, from a marketplace like a gallery. Uh, we provide three D models and we just click on them and you start editing them. Uh, it, it's like having a photo gallery on your computer, picking any of them and you just start editing them. So this is one way. It's, it's the easiest way actually to to start with, and you don't need to do anything. You don't need to learn, uh, you know, for weeks or months or even for hours. This software it's just so easy to use. The second option is that if you three D scan something, so you take something from the physical world, uh, take a three D image of it, and you import it uh, into our software environment. Uh, to be honest, uh, scanning technologies are, are improving very fast, mm. but today you have to be somewhat of, of an expert or a geek uh, to have a very decent quality. So you need to spend a little time with it just to make sure everything works perfectly. Um, and the way to start with is just start from scratch. You just have a sphere or just a cube. Uh, or just a cylinder, and you just start editing uh, in many different ways, and you come up uh, with a creation of your own. How how sophisticated is the creation? Um, let's say you're, um, you know, a, a mechanic, or you want to create an yeah. engine, engine part. 
do you actually have like virtual reality tools like screwdrivers or drills that you can use to customize your model as you're working on it or is it more just drawing and picking and placing parts so we with the latter one so we uh we started with just a sculpting tool then we added a coloring tool then we added a parametric design tool so with shifter you can change the shape and form of an object and then we introduced the scaling and then we introduced many different kind of things and if you are um, a professional engineer uh, designing like pro um, uh, 3D designs for an engine, then uh, our tool is not capable in itself to provide all necessary tools for that. So our tool is focusing really on easy visualization and just easy adjustment. Okay. But it's still amazing though. I, I could see in the near future, um, whatever profession you're in, having a full suite of virtual tools so you can really um, you know, have that experience as a professional inside of VR and create, you know, 3D results. Yeah, so I think that all these technologies were available in the past, in the last few decades, actually. We can talk about both 3D printing and VR, but it was really available for 3D professionals only. You had to, uh, you had to learn and you, you had to know how to use all these kind of technologies and software applications. And what we think and what we believe, thanks to the, like these emerging new uh, solutions in the hardware field, both 3D printers, 3D scanners, and actually even VR devices, we can make it available for the masses, for so many professionals and even everyday people. And this is what we are doing actually, just to provide the tools to make it so easy that you can enter this space and take advantage of it, even if you are not a 3D professional. Interesting. Okay. So where do you feel like um, Leopoli's skill is in the integration of VR to create 3D printed objects, or is it in the printing itself or the VR itself? So uh, we, our aim uh, as a company is basically to be a very dominant player uh, of providing easy-to-use uh, 3D design software. And one of the advantages we have is that basically we have a multi-platform capability, which means that our software by nature is both VR compatible and runs in a browser. So we don't have to, like, this is what I believe in. So sooner or later, all these platforms will just come together. It doesn't matter if you use a laptop or your phone uh, or a VR device, you're going to be able uh, to use the same applications on, on all these devices. And I think this is very important and exciting. So we would like to provide a, um, an easiest tool that can be applied by companies. We are already licensing our software solutions to big and small companies and brands. Okay. And uh, we are also at the same time uh, launching our new tools uh, for the end user market. We already have over 100,000 people using Leopoli. And actually this week we are launching our VR solution. So we hope to get a lot more people uh, joining this. So you make money because you're providing uh, the, you know, the, 
the interface and people are paying you to use the interface? Or is it uh, in the 3D printed object at the end? Or where is the, uh, the monetary play in this? So in the, in the long term, uh, people will probably pay for all sorts of services and um, also for 3D printing uh, and 3D printed parts. Uh, as of today, there are very few companies, actually I don't know any of the companies who can uh, be profitable only by offering these easy tools uh, and offering uh, consumer-focused uh, 3D printing services. But what we are doing today is that we are offering our software to companies and licensing them, uh, licensing it to companies. Because today, uh, every big brand and, and major companies already, like years ago, um, um, figured out that they have to move into this direction. They have to find a solution. Mm. Uh, but they lack expertise of 3D and they don't have the time and neither the money to invest a lot into that technology. And our solution is easy to apply within a week or two. Wow. So who are you finding are the, um, the biggest cheerleaders or the, the first adopters for your technology? What industries, what kind of applications? Yeah, so uh, we work together uh, with technology companies, and these include HP uh, or vSpace, which is a VR uh, device, uh, and we partnered up also with HTC. So these are the technology companies who take advantage of our tools. We also work uh, and launch a couple of applications in the retail uh, industry, including uh, fashion for either customization and also home accessories. And we partnered up with uh, uh, hardware retail chain Orchard here in California. And we also entered uh, the medical industry, actually, because I mean, that is the most, one of the most exciting areas that you can have personal and personalized implants. Mm. So our software with a smart algorithm can adjust the scan data of your body shape wow. uh, to all of the existing templates. So you can have your own personal implants or accessories perfectly fitting your body shape. So these are the areas we first entered and we are uh, coming out on a monthly basis uh, with new tools on the educational market. So we really would like the younger generation uh, step into this field and, and, and learn as much as possible. That's fascinating. Wow. Well, so because you're, uh, you're an insider a bit on virtual reality and 3D printing, what do you think is possible in the next you know, year or two? And what do you think is fantasy? And then same thing, you know, five or more years out, you know, near term, long term. Again, what's reality, what's fantasy right now? Yeah, so I think that um, it is still undecided today uh, whether 3D printing and VR will be used by basically everybody, just like having a microwave in your home. Mm. Uh, or it is going to be uh, used in a couple of industries. And, you know, what is really, I think it is certain by today that 3D printing and also VR is uh, going to happen 
in prototyping and, and in the medical industry? That's another question. And the, the next question is, what is the next industry that are joining in here and when it will be available for the masses? So when, when all of us will use this, not only the maker community, but everybody. So I think in the next few years, more industry will join in in the next five years. And I think it is uh, not unrealistic that within like 10 years from now on, most of us will have some kind of a 3D printed uh, product that we use. Mm. And what is really hard to tell is that if we, everyday people, will be designing or editing those objects um, that we are going to use. Do you, what do you see as, um, what's, what's going to facilitate widespread adoption of this and what could be some showstoppers that would uh, slow or retard adoption of VR and 3D printing? Yeah, so uh, one of the bottlenecks, and this is what we believe in, and this is why we launched this business, is the software and the interface. Just think of the internet 20 years ago. So we had the wire, we had the network, we had everything, but we didn't have, even have that site. We didn't even know what to do with the internet. Right. And the same kind of thing is happening here. We already had a technology. It's still not there yet. So it's still slow, just like the internet 20 years ago. The quality is not standardized, and, and you still have problems, just like with the network connection uh, 20 years ago. Um, but as these are improving and developing, I think uh, we're going to... Um, uh, we're gonna get across of all these bottlenecks, and I do believe that two important things are necessary for that. One is the next big step in 3D scanning, so whenever everyday people using their phones can take very easily 3D images from their surroundings. So imagine that you just take a photo today, but do the thing with your smartphone and having a 3D file of yourself or whatever object. Right. And you are ready to order it, ready to edit it, and there you go. So I think that the next, in the next three years, I expect this to happen. And another important thing is that one of, actually not only one, but more big brands join into this ecosystem. So HP has just launched this year the first 3D printer. It's an industry 3D printer. So if more and whenever more companies uh, will join this, I think it will happen. Okay. Um, do you think that there's going to be any problems with uh, copyrighted material or pushback from companies sure. that sell products that, you know, fear um, people being able to make those products on their own? Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, but this, uh, this is uh, nothing new. So just think of, you know, other industries, you know, what happened in the music industry. It's been an issue, so copyright is a... Uh, has been an issue and, and uh, when we have these new technologies and you can reproduce already existing product, it is going to be uh, an issue, but more a legal type of issue. So I think that very soon the big brands will have to have a good strategy for that. They cannot uh, behave as they did for decades in the past. Okay. Um, 
for people that are interested in, you know, licensing your software, uh, partnering with you in some way, or finding vendors that are already using uh, what you're licensing, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you to learn more? E-L-E-O-P-O-L-Y.com. Uh, people will be able to find uh, uh, use cases, uh, partnerships, um, like short descriptions, and obviously a contact detail. Uh, and we are very happy to answer uh, any kind of question and even just to, you know, just to start some conversation and ideation. Uh, we are excited about all new kind of uh, ideas. Uh, I think we we like only 20% of our discussion ends up being a real business. Uh, but this is uh, why it is really, you know, this is a blue ocean uh, market. We have to uh, innovate and invent basically so many things here. So that's why it makes it so exciting. Yeah, this is. This is you're the first company I've spoken to. Not that I know everybody, but uh, a lot of people are just in the mundane. I mean, it's ironic to say that, but the mundane side of 3D printing and not the really exciting, expansive side where you're combining your virtual reality creation studios essentially uh, to make, you know, make objects that you desire. So I think it's really great work you're doing. It's very fascinating. Uh, it is actually, and we, we learn something new every single day. You know, I just order my own design shoes. I'm not a designer myself, and I just uh, have the scan data of my feet. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my feet are not with the same sizes as with most people. Oh, okay. But by now, I will have perfectly fitting shoes to both of my feet. Wow. So it is very exciting. I just created a door handle for my door, uh, which just looks so good. Uh, and it basically cost, like, a few dollars only. Okay. Um, so, obviously, I'm in the industry, so I know already what is cheap, what is good quality, what is affordable, uh, what is available. And um, still for an everyday uh, person, it is still, it, it takes some time to find out what kind of products uh, are already, you know, available and make sense uh, to have customized. Yeah, just a quick question. So you said you made, uh, you measured your feet, you're going to have custom shoes. Are you going to 3D print them, or how are you going to get the custom shoes, and what will they be made of? Yes, we have 3D printed shoes. Um, so, and actually, you know, the funny thing is that I, I just ordered my 3D printed shoes, <laughs> the scan data of my feet, but I also have other problems with my feet, so I ordered a custom insole into my shoes, which mm -hmm. is by the way not 3D printed, but used our uh, software and also 3D scanning technology. So it's not all about 3D printing today, uh, but also other manufacturing methods. But I think the very exciting thing is that we make, or we have all these objects available in the digital world. Right. So once they are digital, I mean, there are so many opportunities you can do with it. 3D printing is just, you know, one option, which is a very big part of it, but also other things. Um, if people come to you and they want to create, you know, various objects and use your software, do you have resources if they want to get the thing they create printed? 
you know, 3D printed. Yes. Yeah. So, actually, I have so many 3D print service providers. So, they just uh, 3D print uh, parts and objects for other people. We also have this kind of service. And whenever we have, like, more quantity uh, needed, then we just partner up with others. Uh, this is actually quite a good community here, and we just help out each other. There's so many different types of printers, depending what kind of material, what size, what, um, how big or how small uh, items we are talking about. So um, it is quite sophisticated by today. You can have objects from ceramic, uh, silver, metal, uh, plastic, obviously. Mm -hmm. So uh, you have to know what kind of uh, material you are looking for and what kind of object, and then you will find uh, the best fitting solution. Okay, very good. Well, this has been great. It's really eye-opening, and I love to see your positivity. Um, you know, in any industry, there's naysayers, then there's people that are just pure dreamers, and then in the middle, there's yeah. people that are positive but are taking action and creating reality from it. Uh, so I really appreciate your outlook and what you're doing. This has been great. And, uh, you know, thanks for taking the time. Yeah, no, thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, we started this uh, company two years ago, and we actually break even. Already we see wow. um, we see where the industry is going to and what are, where, what are the bottlenecks, and we really try to focus on the, uh, on the next steps. Um, and not, you know, in the near future, in the in the far future somewhere. Mm. Uh, but we have to focus on the next steps, and once uh, once we are there, we can then proceed to the next one. And by step by step, uh, I really believe that these technologies will get there, and a lot of industries uh, uh, will use them. Very good. Okay. Well, all right. I appreciate it. Um, you have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.